Welcome to Boston's Best, a podcast where you go behind the scenes with financial planner Mark Condon as he asks industry-leading experts in and around Boston to talk about their businesses. Mark will find out what sets these companies apart from their competition and how they have risen above the inevitable challenges they have faced along the way to their ultimate success. And now, here's your host, Mark Condon. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to episode 90 of Boston's Best, brought to you by Condon Productions. The goal of this podcast is to highlight businesses in and around Boston. My guest on today's podcast is Sol Arnau. Sol is the owner of Sol Arnau Photo and Video. Sol grew up in Venezuela, and she moved to Boston for a job. She loved the city so much, she stayed here ever since. Sol's husband also grew up in Venezuela, and he too also moved here for a job. What's crazy, though, is they had so many mutual friends. Sol even knew two of his aunts, but they never even met each other before moving to Boston. Sol worked in the corporate world as a chemical engineer for a while, and after they had their daughter, Sol wanted to spend as much time with her as possible. She has her master's in digital media, and she would always help with the product development of her employers. So she decided to leave the corporate world to start her own business. With her love of photo and video, that's where she put all of her focus in what she's been doing for the past seven years. In this episode, we talk in depth about the full scope of services she provides. Sol has done everything from headshots to family portraits to wedding videos. What she has a passion for is helping corporate businesses promote their products for e-commerce and what the atmosphere and environment is like in their office through photos and videos for their social media content. And be sure to listen to the end as Sol shares the advice she gives someone looking to start their own business, what she would tell her 18-year-old self, and how she defines success in any given year. And so with that introduction, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Boston's Best. Good morning. This week we have Sol Arnal. Sol is the owner of Sol Arnal Photo and Video. How are you doing? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Excited to have you on Boston's Best. We've known each other for a little bit now. We're introduced by a former guest on the podcast and Greg Safford Insurance. So I always, always, always love how just connections are constantly made to continue to promote you know, local businesses uh, throughout Massachusetts. So excited to get into it today and learn a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do and the services you provide. Before we get into that, though, give us a little background on yourself. Where do you live? Where are you from? Yes, sounds good. So I'm originally from Venezuela. I grew up there. I, I actually am a chemical engineer. I worked at PNG, and with PNG, I was able to move here with Gillette. I was able to move here to Boston, and I've been here for 10 years now. Okay. Um, I actually met my husband from Venezuela here when I moved to Boston, uh, and it all kind of magically worked out. And so, yeah, so I've, I lived in the city. And then I were I lived in Mansfield, and now I live in Rentham. So okay, so you guys both were from Venezuela, but you both mm-hmm. you met each other in Boston. Yes, it's it's actually scary because <laughs> we knew like everybody in common, everybody. Like I was like really good friends with all of his classmates. I we went to every party, every concert. I knew his like two of his aunts. Like it was crazy. We really? never met. Never, never met. I think if Facebook would have been big at that time, yeah. we could like tag each other for sure. But yeah, I, I honestly, I joke. I don't believe he went to that school until he showed me a photo and he's sitting next to my cousin. It's it's insane. So yeah, so it all it all worked out. Like we met within 
six months we got engaged next month we got married so you know it was it was meant to be (laughs) wow that's fast is there a big age difference between the two like was one of you out of high school so that's why you didn't know each other no i'm actually six months older than he is but yeah we as i said like i honestly all of his classmates were like my best friends growing up i i don't understand like (laughs) like i really don't understand how it didn't meet that's it, it, it worked out. It was meant to be. It all worked out when we met here. So <laughs> absolutely. Maybe you got maybe it wouldn't have worked out if you met when you know when you were younger in high school and stuff like that. So yeah, but it makes it like we know we can, you know, we can tell jokes and listen to the same music and everything, yeah. you know, it's it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So you moved here from Venezuela. Was it for the job at PG initially? Yes. So I got an international assignment with Gillette. So I worked with the Gillette plant in Boston. It was supposed to be six months. Then they extended it for six more months. And then I don't know how much you know about Venezuela, but the situation there is really bad. And all I wanted was to move out of Venezuela since day one. (laughs) Uh, Well, not day one, since things got bad. They were going to send me back. And to me, that was not an option. So I decided to apply and do a master's degree here and I quit my job and that's how I stayed here and Eric was the same he he actually got transferred here with his work but they did want him here like to open an office here and stay here so that's I guess what makes things easier for him yeah for both of us actually yeah right yeah so uh how long have you been in you know in the states now in Boston area uh 10 years August will be 10 years yeah Wow. No kidding. Okay. That's awesome. And then and you, you lived in Mansfield. I didn't know that. I, I lived in Easton for a while. So we, I was, I was in Mansfield all the time. So right. Yeah. I, yeah, we lived in Cambridge. Oh, we, I mean, I had my dream apartment when I was in Gillette because the company gave it to me. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the Charles river and he was like, you know, I always said, if I was a millionaire, that's the apartment I wanted. <laughs> it was a tiny, tiny place, but the view was just outstanding. And then we lived in Somerville, uh, well, Cambridge actually, and then um, and then I got a job at Hasbro, so yeah. I just couldn't keep commuting from you know from Boston to Pawtucket, and then Eric actually got a job at CVS, so it made sense for us to move to Mansfield, and then we were lucky to be able to find a house here and rent them, and it all worked out. Nice, awesome. So, how, tell me, how does a chemical engineer, photography, <laughs> and video, you know, video uh, business? you know, on her own. How does, how does, how does that transition happen? How did that happen? Yes, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I love chemistry. I love being an engineer. Like, and that was what I wanted to be. Uh, also, I, I, my master's was in digital media. So I was between doing product understand, like product development. I would say as an engineer, I worked as product development, consumer understanding, you know, understanding the landscape and really developing products for someone in mind, like really understanding your consumer or your customer yep. to develop something for them, right? And then I think my digital media management gave me a little bit of, you know, way into uh, more marketing things as well, because I, I was trying to define what I wanted to do. I mean, I started in a lab working as a chemical engineer, right? Yeah. Making cold and cough medicine for VIX. And I loved <laughs> it. I, I really, really loved it. But I knew that I wasn't going to be able to grow as much as I wanted to yeah. uh, in the corporate ladder that way. And I needed to expand my horizon. And, and I think I'm very analytical and problem solver, but I'm also very creative. Uh, and I've always loved doing photos and videos. And I, you know, even in PNG, I used to make videos for everything, for all my projects. So instead of making a PowerPoint, I would make a video and be able to show everybody, like when I traveled or every, every you know, research project that I did 
it would really bring it to life, which was amazing. So, and then when I had my, my first daughter, I really didn't want her to be in a daycare when she was three months old yeah. uh, and, you know, not having family here, it was hard. Right. Um, so that's when I decided to start my own business. And I said, you know what? I love making photos. I love making videos. And I had a friend who actually worked at Kinder Music International. And she said, you know what? I have to make like, I have to create content for social media. And why don't you make some craft videos? Because I know you can do videos and then we'll just post them on Facebook. And she's like, I can have you on, you know, I have a certain amount of money for every month. You just have to deliver this amount of, you know, videos. And I was like, well, why not? You know, I don't, I want to be at home. And this just like happened. And it was amazing. And that's how it all started. I have to say, I, I didn't think it was going to be a temporary job, but I mean, I've been at it for seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question. Uh, when, so, did you, when did you start? So, 2015? So, yeah, I started in 2015, 2015, 2015 when my daughter was born. Yeah. And then my son was born, and then COVID hit, and it's just been like, well, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, was that? Was it scary to take the jump from a you know a W two paying salary to starting your own business? It was scary to leave like the corporate world. I have to say, but I wasn't loving what I was exactly doing at the time, so it was it kind of made it easy. You know, I, I always say like it's not that I don't like kids. You know, of course I like kids, but. <laughs> It's not that I go crazy for kids. I'm not one of those person that you say like, oh, there's a kid. I'm like, let me hug him. He's so cute. No, I always said when I have kids, if I have kids, it's because I'm going to marry someone that really loves kids. And now I truly love my kids, you know, of course. (laughs) Uh, Yes, of course. But I didn't see myself as being a full-time mom, right? Like it all kind of like happened. And there's always that little, you know, little something in me saying like, I want to go back to the corporate world. But then things happen and I see my business grow and it has grown significantly in the past years. So it's like, well, I'm definitely doing something right here. And I I love what I do. So it's, I don't know, it's a balance. It's definitely scary. And you definitely have to know it's not, it's not true that you're going to have all this time and your weekends for you. Like when you run your own business, you have to be your own accountant, your own finance person, your own HR person, your own like, project manager like you have to do it all and it's like it's a weekend and somebody sends an email and it's not like oh i'm gonna wait till monday no because you're gonna lose that client you have to answer right now so yes you have flexibility but you have to set it on yourself and you have to be like very organized and very like on top of things to make it to make it work so it's it's amazing but it's it's yeah it's definitely a little scary i i guess i never saw myself doing this for so long so I didn't, you know, one of the things that I think we talked about uh, at some point was like, if I'm a type A personality, and yeah. I think that type A, what I was type A when I had my job at PNG, and I wanted to be the best and I wanted to grow with this, I've been taking it slowly and like things happen and I get excited and like you keep going and you meet yeah. more people. And so it's been, it's a different pace. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be really pointed with your time. You have to make really good use of your time. Like, as you know, like I'm a business owner, I run my own practice. And now with a daughter, right? Like she's four and a half months old right now. I am like, and she is in daycare because my wife wanted to go back to work and we're really bound by the daycare schedule. Like daycare is 7.30 to five, which basically means I'm working eight to 4.30 now. I'm up early in the morning. I go to the gym before the wife even wakes up, make some breakfast. 
Next thing you know, you know, shower and get ready. It's like seven o'clock and I'm leaving in 15 minutes to drop her off at daycare. I get to work at eight. And now everything I do, it has to be done by 4.30. And because after that, I pick her up, you know, washing her bottles and getting clothes ready for the next day. And then the wife come home and she's getting fed and I'm making dinner. And then we eat dinner. Next thing you know, it's seven o'clock at night. Like I have zero desire to go start work again at 7 p.m. So like now I am hyper-focused and... Uh, hyper efficient with my time from eight to four thirty, and I've never had to be like this efficient before. Um, but it does definitely tail over into the weekends. You know, when you're a business owner, there's little things that you can kind of let go throughout the week that you have to get done on the weekends. Maybe it's payroll, maybe it's you know accounting or whatever it may be. But I can relate. Like it's it's definitely a lot, and <laughs> because you try, you you are every aspect of the business. You're the finance, the, you know, the payroll, the accountant, the, the taxes. You know, <laughs> booking appointments. I know how much you love the tax season. You know, so it's it's just it's a lot. Uh, so I can definitely relate to what you're saying. Uh, so when you first started, you know, so going back, we're going seven years now, right? What were some of the early challenges that you faced? It sounds like you got a pretty good initial start by the friend of yours at the at the school. But what were some of the early challenges you faced just trying to start your own business and, you know, photography and video? The biggest thing is growing your clientele, right? Photography, I found that it's very, it's, it's very word of mouth. And it's all about, you know, this person recommends that person. And yes, you know, you do get some people of a Google, right? Random people that look for you, but mostly is recommendations. So growing that that base was really critical for me. I've transitioned into many forms of photography and video. Um, at first, I, you know, I, I started making those videos for con- like digital media content, which was great, but it was hard for me to find other corporate clients. And so with my daughter being born, I said, well, I'm going to do newborn photos and family photos. And I, I started on that, but I quickly realized there's a ton of newborn photographers, right? Yeah. And it's very tricky and it's very difficult. You know, pictures were not were not coming out as I wanted them to come out. Yeah. And so I transitioned more into family photos, but then family photos are very seasonal and they're very like on fall, you know, fall time. Everybody wants their photo. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just dies down. Like there's yeah. some random people that want it, but you know, I I have a friend who I've been taking her fall photo for 10 years now, right? <laughs> and it's awesome. And I, you know, I go into her house and all her walls are covered with my photos. That is amazing. Yeah. But it's hard. So I've I've been like moving with the with a set, you know, the skill set that I have. I've been trying to find like what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and then transitioned into making wedding videos. And okay. wedding videos are my favorite best to do. I, I just absolutely love making wedding videos because, or just videos in general, like a birthday party video. I feel like it's just it, the the outcome of having that video afterwards for that family is just priceless. Like the fact that you can relieve that moment again, yep. it's just, it's magical. It's amazing. It's way more, and people don't don't know it, but it's way more than what photos can tell you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you use songs that you like from that time, every time you listen to that song, you will be transported into that place. It yeah. is just the best. Yeah. But I have to say, doing wedding videos is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I awesome. always get like almost sick, like really badly before I do the videos. Uh-huh. And the ones that are over, it's fine. It's just it's too scary because you can't like if something goes wrong, you can't ask the couple to say, "Oh, get married again," right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's no going back. If something yeah. fails, there's no going back. 
Yeah. So it was too hard. And also, well, COVID hit and I'm like, I'm not, you know, I was going to do some about about mitzvah and I had another, like a wedding planned. And yeah. I was like, no, I, you know, I didn't feel comfortable for it. Yeah. Newborns. I didn't feel comfortable doing yeah. newborns. So I started doing, I started, well, I was able to find more corporate clients and that's what I'm doing right now. That's where I really want to focus right now is doing photos and videos for your Amazon website, for your target website, for your social media. So e-commerce, right? Because nowadays, you know, you're selling a product. And for example, I I work for a company that makes lunchboxes. People expect to see not only a white background photo, they want to see a lifestyle photo, which is how does it look on my kid's hand? Like, how is it going to look on my kitchen counter? How do you open it? And they want to see videos, simple videos of how does it work? Does it really work? You know, like, yeah. Where are all the pockets before I go buy it? Because everything is done online, right? And yes, right. you can return it, but if you can know all those things beforehand. Yep. So I feel there's a big growth in that market and there's a big need for that. And I think especially for smaller businesses that don't have a humongous budget, because yes, you know, big companies have a ton of money that yep. they throw up at big agencies that do these videos and they can get really expensive. Yep. But I've been able to do affordable videos that are simple and that convey what you need, right? Yeah. For for those smaller companies. Yeah. And, you know, just being able to see my videos in Amazon or Target. And it's just, it's amazing. That is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's really cool, actually. I didn't realize that. Two questions. Well, not two questions, two points. The first one is the wedding video. It's interesting you say that. I, I wish I knew you a few years ago. My <laughs> wife and I love our wedding video. And we're so happy that we actually did it. We were on the fence, which I found to be pretty common with a lot of people. Everyone gets a photographer. People are on the fence about a videographer. And there was one night where we were talking to people about it, you know, obviously the year before we got married and we're on the fence and two different couples in that same night, two separate conversations. They didn't even know the conversations happened. Both told me their biggest regret was not having somebody do the video for their wedding. Uh, so if that night we're like, we're, we're doing it, like we're spending X amount of dollars as it is like, mm-hmm. let's do this as well and make sure we have no regrets. And it is probably the best thing. We're, we're so ecstatic. We did it. We've watched the video a handful of times and it does. It brings you right back into that moment. Right. And it's just, you know, there's a longer video then there's like a five minute highlight video. And it was just, we're so happy we got it done. And like, we can show our kids like later mm-hmm. on in life. And it's just really cool because you get to see people are smiling in photos, but you get to see the energy in a video, you know? Mm-hmm. So some of the energy of people dancing on the dance floor, it was awesome. So I'm so happy that we did it. It's not easy. You know, what doing that job is not easy. Like you said, if there's one, you know, there's one issue technical wise that, you know, we can't get that, that scene back, you know? And then, so as far as focusing on the corporate clients and the product and the e-commerce, how do you go about getting corp- your corporate clientele these days right now? Well, I'm here, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. On the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that um, it's tricky. Like, I feel like most of my clients I've gotten from word of mouth, from like talking to people and, and really stretching myself and saying, yes, I can do it because I started little, right? I started like, oh yeah, just make five videos a month of something simple that you can do. Mm -hmm. And last summer, a friend recommended me to this company that makes outdoor toys, like bubbles and things like that, right? And so this person, I talked to her 
normally what I do is I don't, I, I take the whole project from you. So basically it's like, here are like the, they're in her case, there were 30 toys. She's like, I need four to five photos of each one of those toys and a video. And so I was like, okay, I can do it. Just give me the product. Oh, and the problem was I had to find uh, models and like coordinate logistics, to coordinate location, coordinate oh, wow. everything, right? So when she sends me the proposal, we talked and I'm like, yeah, you know, that would be great. And she sends me the proposal and it was like humongous. Like it was really detailed. It, there was a lot of things she wanted, like different models for every product, all kinds of different ages. Oh, it wow. was It was a lot. And so I told her, I can do it, but just the photos and the videos, I'm not going to do any of the logistics. And she's like, no, 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 but I need you. I am only the only person that's running this. Like you need, like, so I was like, okay, I can do it if I do it on my own terms, meaning I'm going to simplify it. I'm going to tap into my neighbors. I'm going to tap into the right. you know, Facebook and find the models that way. And like, I, you know, so I was able to offer that, you know, logistics and everything, which for some companies is it's priceless because you don't have too many people to work, right. you know, to work things. So I was able to do that and, you know, and, and it all, it's all successful and, you know, they're, they want me back and they've been giving me more product after that, but that was, you know, word of mouth, finding someone. Right. And then, yeah, like for family photos, it's more, the more people that I know on Facebook and tapping into all the Facebook mom groups, you know, I mean, in every, every town surrounding my area, yeah. there's a Facebook group that I can tap on. One of the things that was really like that I feel was very where I was very successful is the first well 2020 when COVID hit kids were were at home they weren't going to school right. so they didn't have a school picture so I started mm. offering uh, remote school pictures so I basically like set up a time it was an outdoor you know like a nice you know yep. park and I I mean I got to photograph more than 100 kids it was crazy wow. like I. You know, I, and that was just like, okay, I send it in Rentham. It worked. I send it in Franklin. It worked. I send it in Nashville. It worked. Right. And it, it was awesome. Right. Um, of course, this year, not a lot of like everybody had their school picture. Right. But when I offered like family mini sessions, a lot of the families were like, oh, you took my, my picture last year. Like I wanted you or I saw your pictures in somebody's house. I wanted you. So that has grown. Growing the corporate side of things, which is what I want to do now, has become more comfortable, more difficult. Yeah. Um, I've joined I've joined some Facebook groups uh, for you know small businesses, but it's hard. It's definitely yeah. it's definitely hard finding small businesses. Even though I feel everybody has the need, like I have a client who is a dentist and she has a, her full off you know dentist office. And she hires me every so often and I go for an hour and we make or two hours and then we make the most of it. We make tons of photos, tons of videos. And then she uses that material for the next two or three months. And then she calls me again and so on. So for for people that have services is great because in two hours, you can create a ton of content that you can use later on, you know, in the next months. But yes, it's... (laughs) It's hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that you just kind of led me into my next point. So it's not just corporate clients that have a product to sell. You know, like dentists, it's not like you're taking a photo of like a toothbrush and say because they want to sell them a toothbrush. But you're photo, you're taking photos and videos of just the services that they provide and like what it's like to be in that environment, like at a dentist office type of thing. What? Well, yes, I'm doing um, exactly. It's it's everything because yeah. nowadays, you know, you need to promote yourself in social media, for example, right? right? So, yeah. so for her, 
is I've helped I've helped her um, create small videos of content that is relevant to the tar- their target users, right, or the target customers. It's making a video of how simple it is to schedule, you know, a consult with her. And I'm, I've done a lot of testimonials, okay, like you know, small videos, and like we can create small snippets of testimonials for Instagram, and then larger videos for Facebook. And I think that with my marketing background, I'm there to help too, right? I can definitely help you brainstorm on what can work, you know, like how to, you know, talk to your customer and make the most out of, you know, my time for you to create your content. Yeah. No, you got to make it efficient. Um, I know. I I mean, I know right now a lot of people are good at making videos and, you know, exposing themselves and they just put a camera and do it. But not everybody's like that. (laughs) No, not everybody's like that. And a lot of people don't have the time to do it. Uh, they'd rather just have somebody come in with the ideas, get it done in an hour or two, and just give them the content for the next couple of months versus trying to do a little bit here and there. It's ultimately going to take them so much longer to do. Like we talked about with this, you know, if people are listening, I don't create that content for this. I outsource that because I don't have that background. Like I can't, it's going to take me hours upon hours to do that. So I'd rather just have, pay somebody to do all this stuff for me uh, and make it a lot more efficient and get you know, get it done correctly, which is where obviously you come in. So as far as promoting yourself, is it mainly through social media, like Facebook and Instagram, any like Google ads or anything like that? I'm not really sure what works and what doesn't. No, I have to say I've, yeah, I haven't done it. I mean, I, I've considered doing some ads. I did some Yelp ads at some point when, where Yelp was more trendy or whatever, but I found that most of my clients have come either from Facebook or direct word of mouth. Like yeah. somebody works there and say, oh, that's what you do. Yes, I, yeah. I, you know, let's talk. So, yeah. so yes. <laughs> that's fair. So as far as the full suite of services that you provide, like I know you've done some headshots and I know you've you know done some family photos and some corporate. Are you eventually shifting to mainly just corporate with a few like, you know, headshots and family photos sprinkled in and wedding videos sprinkled in? Or are you still going to kind of, offer like the gamut? Like, I guess, what do you see the direction you're going in? Yes. So, I mean, my main focus right now is corporate clients for sure. Like either services or products, you know, for your, your website. Oh, actually I've done a lot of interior design photos as well. Oh, no way. (laughs) Uh, But that's, you know, but that's also, it, it lands into more of the corporate things, right? right? A little bit, but that's a niche all of its own. But yes, I mean, I think I, that's, that's my main goal right now. And and yes, I will do, I will continue to do family photos in the fall because it's still nice. I already know all these families, right? Of course. And if somebody begs for a wedding video, like literally right now, I was texting someone who's getting married in May and she still doesn't have a photographer or a videographer. No way. And I'm like, no, I, okay, fine. I'm going to help you. Right. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, it will happen, but it's not something that I'm going to advertise yeah. for sure. Like I, yeah. and, and I also think, things will transform itself. You never know. Like I'm definitely open for new things to come and, you know, new opportunities. And yes, I, I, I know things keep evolving and changing. So yeah, of course, it, like it's kind of the natural evolvement of any business owner. You start by taking anything you can get, you know, anything people are going to pay you to do. And then as you build up some, you know, just the constant lead gen and the circle of business, you can kind of not just pick and choose, but you can kind of focus a little bit more attention on the bigger stuff and still take in the the smaller stuff. Like if somebody calls people, if a hundred people call you and 
October because they want photos and it's a layup and they, it just works in your calendar. Like, yeah, I can just do a whole bunch of them on this Saturday, nice afternoon. Of course you're going to take it. Um, but it's, it's, I'm actually, yeah, no, yeah. I'm actually doing um, a fundraiser for the church and for my kids school for their first communion. Oh, no way. Uh, so taking photos of the first communion, the kids doing their, so yes, yeah. it's like, you never know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally get it. So this is kind of like the natural involvement of a business owner. As you grow and build, you can kind of carefully select what you want to do, what's worth your time, what's not. Uh, so I, I totally get it. So obviously you work a ton, right? So like outside of work, what is it that you, your husband and your two children like doing, you know, just for hobbies? Yeah, I, I, I like to say I'm a full-time mom. And then yeah. I do this on the side <laughs> on my spare time, which is very hard, I have to say. <laughs> We love going out for walks. We love, you know, riding our bikes and rollerblading. And now like winter, we're taking advantage of skiing with like yep. this, my three-year-old just started learning how to ski and we've wow. had a blast. Like it's been really fun. I mean, I'm not skiing much. I'm taking him, but yeah. it's been, it's been really, really fun. So yeah, I mean, that's giving all the time to them right now yeah. and making the most of, you know, being with them. So yeah. and eventually we like to travel. My favorite, well, our collective favorite place is Aruba yep. um, because it's as close to home as I feel I can get. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally see Venezuela from Aruba. So, really? uh, yes. When, well, if, if it's a good, you know, clear skies and all that, you can see it. Right. It's paradise. Like there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Just lay on the beach on the warm sand, clear turquoise water. Like yeah. I, you know, I know it's it's sad for me to say, but like, you know, the beach here is sand and water. That's not a beach. You go to Aruba and that's a beach, right? Like that to me, I, I was spoiled. I grew up in Venezuela. So it's just, so yeah, we love to travel. We went to Italy and Spain uh, right before the pandemic hit. And, you know, we had the best, you know, memories and the best time. So I, yes, I just want to feel comfortable again traveling and be yeah. able to travel more. Yeah, no, that's right. I've been to Aruba twice and I love Aruba. The best, like it's, it's always 82 sunny, a slight breeze. It's not too much. Like it's perfect. And the best part about being just out of Logan, it's four and a half hours, you know, direct yeah. flight jet blue. I think it is yeah. like, it's, it's always yeah. a direct flight down there. Four and a half hours. It's just, it's not like too long where it's a bore. Like it's just, it's just all perfect. Every single time, both times I've gone to Aruba, I've, I've enjoyed it thoroughly it's, and, it's a, and then you do immigration in aruba so you get here and you're already in the u.s it's right. perfect yeah like it's exactly. just it's perfect <laughs> yep 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 it's awesome the other spot that we really love we've gone twice now is hawaii okay. and it's a long flight it's uh yeah. give or take on the way there it's uh 11 hours i think i think it took like 10 hours and 40 minutes the first time call it 11 hours it's very long it's very long i remember we were watching uh, it was like a Tiger Woods documentary and it was like three hours long and we finished watching it. And I was like, we still have eight hours. Like we could watch that two and a half more times oh. before we even get there, but you get there and it's just, it's awesome. It's Hawaii is just amazing. Aruba's at the top of the list. Never been to Italy. Italy and Italy's at the top of the list too. We've always wanted to go there, but one day. I, one yeah, day. I think, well, I think, I mean, just traveling is, I, I used to travel a lot when I worked at PNG. I, I just, I loved it. For our honeymoon, we actually went to the Philippines and Thailand, oh, and nice. it was, it's amazing. Like, it's a different world. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought, I don't know why I didn't know what India, I mean, India, no, Asia was, right? Like, right. You talk about Asia and you talk about China. 
right? But it's but it's not. It's like there's so so many countries, and and, and one is more magical than the other. Yeah. And once you get there, everything is really cheap. Um, really? And the food is amazing. Like it's it takes time and money to get there, but once you're yeah. there, going from one country to the other, like it's just it's beautiful and it's it's amazing. And so yeah, it's I want to travel more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. We'll have to add that to the list. So last few questions. So as we wrap up this episode, I've always asked I ask every guest these few questions. So I'd love to hear yours. The first one would be, what piece of advice would you give someone who's looking to start their own business in any industry? It doesn't have to be photo or video. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's, I have to say, it's definitely worth doing it and giving it a shot. Like if you dream of doing it, definitely give it a try. Know that it's not going to be easy and that you're going to have to do everything as I had mentioned. Yeah. And know that it will, or don't be scared to evolve, right? And to change it and convert it into something different than what you originally had in mind. Because that happens, right? The more people that you talk to, the more you get to know your target audience or the target audience that you thought you were trying to target, yep. like things will change and, and it's fine. And it's, you know, it's, it works out. So, so yeah, Perfect. that's, that's okay. Perfect. So the second to last question is if you could tell your 18 year old self, one thing, what would you tell her? You know, I thought about this a lot because <laughs> when I was 18 was a very difficult time in my life. I have to say my parents were getting divorced. So it was, oh, it, was yeah. it was difficult, but I was calculating every move <laughs> uh, into where, like what I wanted to study, where I wanted to work and how I was going to be able to come to the U.S. So I would definitely tell myself that keep making your big plans because they will happen. Yeah. But then again, know that in the end, they might not be exactly what you planned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay. But enjoy the time because it goes by too fast. Yeah. Way yeah. Too fast. I agree. I could. I agree entirely. Uh, and it's it now knowing that that's advice you can pass on to your two kids once, you know, when they turn 18 and graduate high school, you know? So last question, I've asked every guest on Boston's Best this question. Everyone has a varying depiction of what success looks like to them, right? So how do you define success? Uh, well, I mean, I think in my particular business, like when I walk into somebody's house and I see my photos or I talk to somebody that got married and I and they talk to me about the video just the fact that I created those memories for them, that just yeah. fills me up, right? Like that's just amazing. But I also think that success is when you you get to a point where everything is just easy and you yeah. know your flow and you know what you have to do. And then when you get to that point, you have to get pushed and just reinvent yourself again yeah. because you can't just stay there. It gets boring. So you just uh -huh. have to like know how to like just get out of that comfort zone and just... Yeah. Keep growing, keep, you yeah. know, and you're going to go down and it's going to be hard, but yeah. know that you're going to end up in a higher place afterwards. So that's, yep. that's how I see it. No, I think it's a great idea. It's kind of like the, I don't know if you've heard of like the S curve analogy, like you're going up and then you like, you hit a, a point that is success today and you want to go further. Right. So at first it's a little bit of a, uh, it's a little difficult. So you, you come down a little bit and then as you figure it out and you go up again, you have a new level of success and this is the new success. And then you it just continues the S curve and you just have a new level of success. Like success today, you know, success five years ago in this industry is not what I consider success today, but it's because you get to that point and you just continue to push it a little bit each time. Uh, and then you look back and you realize how far you've come. So I think it's a great answer. So thank you very much for coming on Boss's Best. Love chatting about yourself and your oh, business. 
Sorry, I wanted to add one more thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say that if there's any small businesses out there that listen to this, they can get a 20% discount on their first whatever they want to like sign up with me. Okay. I just mentioning that they heard me here. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. We'll help promote that 20% off just by mentioning that you were, you know, they heard you on Boston's Best. I love that. <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on Boston's Best. Really appreciate the time and chatting about your business. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate Absolutely. it. I'll talk to you soon. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you for checking out my podcast. I really do appreciate the love I've received for this show. I believe now more than ever, any exposure to local businesses is great for them to receive and I'm trying to do my part. If you are a local business owner or someone you know in the Boston area that would like to be featured on the podcast, please email me at bostonsbestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please follow this podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on Instagram with the handle at Boston's Best underscore podcast, as well as Facebook at facebook.com backslash Boston's Best podcast. Again, I truly appreciate the great feedback for this show and stay tuned for each new episode every Friday at 8 a.m. Take care.